go. Here we go. Here we go. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> go again. Three, two, one. Nine. Welcome back. You are listening to the Movement for Life podcast. Where we talk about ways to stay moving throughout our life. <laughs> we're, 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 we're getting this done, right. folks. My name is J.R. Jakeway. And I'm Colby Christofik. And we're Welcome. glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, we are, I believe, at week five of our podcast. That is right. We are week five. And massive shift. Colby got a haircut. <laughs> this week's podcast is brought by Colby's new haircut. <laughs> How does it feel? Light. It feels very light. That's for sure. What made you decide to do that haircut? It was going from a long kind of baby Thor look to more of a yeah. boy next door. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why everybody's saying boy next door look. I don't. That's. I don't know if that was the vibe I was going for. Girl next door. But, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> it it was good. I I just wanted to see what long hair was like. It was great. I wanted to change it up, so I decided to cut my hair really short. But this is back is. to where it originally was before the hair growth. Um, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I had short hair on the sides, a little bit longer on top. Um, and it's been like that for the last several years because of lifeguarding. So, oh, nice. Well, back to that short haircut. We're short feels nice. You, so, all right. Um, let's let's dive in a little bit. Tell me, uh, tell me what you were doing last week. Give me some some movement. I did not do anything out of the or ordinary. So my time in the gym, five, six days in the gym last week, a mixture of CrossFit, a little bit of like injury prevention, still preparing uh, my body for some running that's going to amp up in the new year for the LA Marathon. So I'm just trying to get like seven to nine miles a week right now okay. and variations, intervals to longer, slower to faster, shorter distance, just kind of mixing it up and just having fun in the gym and just really enjoying my time in the gym. You know, usually spend about 90 minutes in my gym sessions. So it's been really nice. Yeah. Great. And what about you? Um, I, I, I changed it up a little bit this week. I surfed a couple of times last week before the rains, which was great. Um, it's, it's raining now. It, it's, uh, it was a fun couple of days of surf, played some pickleball, um, did some, CrossFit training. I also PR'd several or several you uh, did lifts on Monday. Yeah. yeah, several lifts. So lifetime PRs. I'm I've been in this um, more than ten years now. I've been coming up on like twelve years and making lifetime PRs in a squat clean and an overhead squat and in a bench press, which is awesome. Um, you know, not necessarily something that I would think that ten twelve years in I'd still be making. You know forward progress and things like that which is really cool um and then i've been actually practicing something um that um, maybe it's movement maybe it's not but i've been my back mobility is really bad and so i've been working on doing a lot of thoracic extension um yeah and every day about 10 15 minutes not a ton of time I've been doing like three or four drills for myself to try to get myself closer to a back bend, but then also just Ooh. as far as like um, thoracic extension and some rotation, just improving that. So that's some other movement that I've been adding to what I normally do. Um, and it's been great. It's been really good. That's absolute movement. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and, and especially what we do day to day, um, that injury prevention, especially when it relates to the back, super important. Yeah, I did have a back injury earlier this year and you know, post that, I think all of my muscles surrounding my back have been tighter. So spending some extra time working on lengthening and strengthening that is probably a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right, we have well, a, we got a fun topic this week, right? We do. Um I thought it would be really nice to talk about barriers to entering into fitness or getting yourself in shape. I think as fitness professionals, we tend to hear the same excuses from a lot of folks when they're trying to 
start their fitness journey or maybe why they can't continue and be consistent. So today we want to talk about those barriers and yeah. kind of give some tips on how we can um, be successful by approaching those barriers. And we're going to give you guys several different options when it comes to each category that we list on ways that you can you can overcome those barriers. Yeah. And I, you know, when we were kind of preparing for this and, and putting stuff together, we, we could talk for two, three, four hours on, on some of this stuff. And there's a ton of this, some things that we're even missing. Like there's a ton of stuff in here that we're not even going to get to talk yeah. about or touch on that is definitely relevant on, on reasons why somebody might stop or reasons why somebody might feel like, Hey, I can't do this or start doing these. Um, so we're only getting to touch on a couple in the half an hour that we get together. So it's yeah, not we feel exhaustive. Like these, we feel like these are the most important um, and the yeah. ones that we most frequently hear. So we wanted to make sure we approach those. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, that first one, I'll let you kind of take um, the reins is, you know what? I, I can't get started in something like fitness because money's tight. I'm on a budget. I don't have any money to spend on a gym membership. I don't have any money to spend on food. I don't have any money to spend on any of this stuff. Um, so w what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, I, I think that when we're looking at the price of a gym membership, it sometimes can seem overwhelming or more than we want to pay. But more often than not, there's some other place in our life where we could you know, cut back a little bit in order to afford some type of membership if we're really wanting to get into a physical gym. And so, you know, looking at options, at least right now, it's, you know, the holidays and the new year's coming up. So there's a lot of gyms you're having specials. So, you know, we first want to say that the overall point of this podcast is not just to get people to come to our specific CrossFit gym or any CrossFit. The, the goal of this podcast is to um, try to help people get into some kind of movement and fitness so they can be healthier. So we're going to provide options, especially in this category of things that aren't necessarily CrossFit. And we're doing that just as a way to help people find something that could work for them. So with that said, cool. around this time of year, you can look at a gym membership like a Crunch Fitness. You know, they're doing dollar initiation fees, $10 a month membership. For the price of their gym membership, you could just cut off Starbucks one time a week. There are, you know, don't go out to eat one time for yourself. There's, I think most of us could easily find several things that they do in a day that could cover a $10 membership. That's kind of a um, crazy thought, but I, th I, I think that that is an interesting thing to think about. You just said you could not go out for yourself once in the month. And like, well, yeah, but I got to eat. But the reality is, is like, I could skip a single meal and that single meal that I skipped could pay for a gym membership. That's kind of a crazy thought. Like yeah, you're just talking about one crunch. meal that entire month, just one time would pay for like, a gym membership. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to survive. I hope from missing one meal. And that'll pay for at a Crunch Fitness an entire members or entire months worth of your membership. Um, that's kind of a, a crazy thought. I didn't think about. Now, that. We're not advocating people skipping meals, but we're just saying as an example <laughs> that yeah. that you know it it we can find ways. You know, there's a there's things that we like to do in our life that if we wrote down everything that we're spending on, we could we could find ten dollars. You know, like most of us. That that's a pretty easy thing. We could find several things that we do in a single day that would pay for an entire month of a membership. Um, okay, you know, if we're, well, what if I what if I don't even want to spend any money? Like, what if I'm like, you know what? I don't have a job. I don't live at home. I don't make or I live at home. I don't make any money. No one's giving me money. I can't get into fitness. You don't do need a gym options? membership. You absolutely have okay. options. You know, there are a lot of body weight exercise workouts that you can do at home with no equipment whatsoever. You can find mm. objects in your home that you could use as weight. If you're particularly, let's take a parent, for example, you're, you're a multi-person family. Um, having a gym membership is something that you just feel like you absolutely can't do. You can do 
body weight movements, even holding your kids, you know, that could turn into something that could be a activity that is quality time with your family. You're teaching your children to move, but you know, you doing squats with them on your back, or you holding them, you know, creating weighted movements with family members, you know, finding objects in your house that you could squat with, you can lift up, you know, functional movements, things that we do in CrossFit. It doesn't have to be an actual barbell or an actual dumbbell. You could take the opportunity to find a sale and maybe get a couple dumbbells, you know, even going to like Salvation Army, Craigslist, there's places where you can get cheaper stuff. It doesn't have to be new because dumbbells can be expensive, but it's a one-time cost that could last a long time. And there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do at home. You can go on walks with your families, your dogs, take them for extended walk. It's good for them. It's good for you. You know, make it a, make it an opportunity to spend time with your family. Hey, everybody, kids are going to get on their bikes. Me and my spouse, my partner, we're going to go for a walk, go for three miles while the kids skateboard or ride their bike. There's so many more things that we can do to be active that don't cost money. Go for a hike, walk on the beach. Um, I think that using the example of I have to go to a gym in order to get fit is is something that has been proven. You don't have to do that. It's nice to be able to have a gym membership, have all those weights and the pieces of equipment, but it's not necessary. We know people who've lost weight 100 pounds at home just doing walking, body weight type movements with a good diet. They've been really successful. Looking on some of the looking for some of the data um, on the 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 walking benefits of walking like far outweighs doing nothing and and walking yeah. is such an underrated exercise um start piece i i think that everybody that's like oh i i have to do i have to do some sort of functional movement or i have to do some sort of gym membership or i have to lift some sort of weights um and if you're not doing anything uh, like a walking is an is a completely underrated start of exercise and it's completely free maybe well it's not maybe it's not glamorous you know like walking's not showy and glamorous but it's very efficient and it's very it's 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 low impact so your joints aren't going to hurt like running and it's underrated totally undervalued 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 perfect and it's free so that that is definitely something if i come across that i'll probably blurt it out at some point in in the next couple of minutes if i find it um so we've talked about some free options we talked about some like cheap options okay you know if i was if i was trying to figure out something that was going to be like the best value for my money um it, well maybe first I'll, I'll ask you like what do you think what do you think could be a few of the like most expensive options that you're like hey this is great for my health and fitness that almost like guarantees results but it costs so much money very few people get to do it and then what's like um what's like a middle option of like hey this provides a ton of value and the cost ratio is way lower than something that's in that really 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 high um expense ratio sure does that make sense um, hi- yeah i mean a high value for this category is going to be something like a really expensive gym membership or being with a personal trainer. You know, okay. I, you know, being at a really nice gym, high valued versus being at a gym that is not as expensive, maybe $30 so or less. What's, what's in, what is included in like a high value gym membership? You're talking about like an Equinox or something like that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to a high, uh, uh, a, a really high end gym, it still doesn't come with personal training. It can come with classes. So if they have like hit classes or mm. um, Pilates or yoga, that's going to be included, but still personal training, even at those gyms are going to be an additional fee. So you could be paying 200 to 250 a month for that membership, but there's no um, one-on-one that's included. That's still classes. And you compare yeah. that to a CrossFit that could be you know, somewhere around there, depending on where you live to, you know, 150 or so, you know, like the, the range in a CrossFit membership is definitely going to depend on where you're living. Um, you know, because real estate and the value of what they're paying their coaches is what's going to, um, hike up that cost. But 
in that situation, you have more attention placed on every single member. So it's more like being in a um, uh, kind of a group private training type situation where you're mm -hmm. not just going to a class. You have somebody who's going to come up and work on corrections with you, and they're looking at it as every single person needs to get specific attention. Yeah, and I think I think of a a group class at a gym. The instructor doesn't know me, and they don't know if I showed up or didn't show up. Right. Whereas something like a, a CrossFit gym, maybe, you know, the reason why we akin it a little bit closer to something like a personal training is like the coach knows who you are. The coach knows if you show up or don't show up, and the coaches check in and be like, "Hey, you weren't here. Like, what's going on?" Versus in a fitness right. class, like maybe, maybe that that is never happening because. The instructor just shows up, they teach their class and they go home. There was 35 people in the class. Um, they didn't, maybe they knew five of those 30 people. Um, sure. They're not asking you, Hey, you know, what did you eat last week? You know, how was the family doing? Things like that, where you would get that in a one-on-one -on -one setting, but right. you're still getting a version of that in like a small group training class or a small group session, like a, like a CrossFit. I will um, say that I've, I've, I've now coached both. So I've been coaching CrossFit for 11, 12 years now, but I've also coached um, group classes, hit classes in places like Barry's. And there is a difference in like, you're supposed to go in, you don't really have time to connect with all the members. You may have people who are, if it's one of the facilities that allows you to have the same class every week, maybe I have a Tuesday class every um Tuesday at 10 a.m. Some mm -hmm. of those people are going to continue to come back to me because it fits for their time and they like me. But yep. there's not a lot of time included in that for me to get to know everybody. So it goes above and beyond what someone's paid for at that specific facility. So yeah. you know, hopefully if you have a really good coach, they are getting to know you. And there are people that I would get to know. But in a CrossFit, it's kind of built in. Like we bring everyone together. We, you know, we talk about how is everybody doing? Everybody knows each other's names because you have those regular people who are coming to very specific classes. And in a group training, like a 24 or a Barry's, there's people coming and going all the time and you may never see those people again. And I would yeah. compare it to in a CrossFit class when I say, hey, can you name all the people or most of the people's first names in this class? In a CrossFit class, they know. You know, unless you're new, you know everyone's name. If I did yeah. the same thing at a Barry's or a 24 or something, they would not yeah. know the names. That's not part of the culture that's really included in yeah. that unless you have a very specific coach who makes that part of it. So there is a difference in that and the value in that you know that community is there to support you. It's, it's very yeah. different. That's a good, really cool distinction. I like that a lot. Cool. Let's. Let's shift gears a little bit. So we talked about some free, right. we talked about some cheap, we talked about some expensive stuff. Next thing that we hear a lot is just, you know, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I, right. You know, I would, be, I would do something, but I just don't know what to do. Right. You get to the gym, but then when I go to the gym, what am I going to do? Yeah. What are cool? Um. So we talked stuff? about a couple things. We have. Um. We're gonna kind of stick with the same categories that we did in the previous one where we're talking about like um, free options. things that are free, free options, yeah. and then things that are a little bit more expensive. So Colby, why don't you talk about like the, like a free option that we could do? Yeah. So free options for, for programming. I don't know what to do. There is so much information that is on available online. The what like the World Wide web has, has made so much information available and so some some resources that you can go to to basically get free programming are or like templates you could go to somewhere like bodybuilding.com we'll have tons of different um templates for you i think that you can even subscribe to their training programs and then after yep. your month of free trial it's something like 7.99 or 8 bucks a right. month um you can also go to crossfit.com crossfit.com puts all of their programming for free online. Um, there's um, you like YouTube is a, has a plethora of information. And one of the beautiful things about YouTube is 90% of it is all free. So you can find creators. I'll, I'll say quote unquote creators, because this could be somebody that's professional in their field and you can follow their channel and they could be putting out 
content on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, or have a back stock of a library of workouts that they could take you through that you can literally watch on a video and follow right away. Um, you know, there's, there's tons of different opportunities. Um, some of that may even be like lifting weights, but some of that may be just like a stretching routine or a yoga routine or a body weight workout routine or a calisthenics right. routine, like all that you can f- watch and follow on your own. And nowadays, Which like, would be, I know that would be good for someone who's at home too, working out, like following it just yeah. in real time. Absolutely. Um, I, I know a lot of people who like stream, stream their computer to their TV and they're in their living room and they work out in the oh. living room. Yep. Um, that's an amazing free option for um, programming. I don't know what to do. Okay. Go to a couple of easy websites, bodybuilding.com, crossfit.com, youtube.com. <laughs> find a creator, find body weight workouts, you know, do some research, spend 15, 20 minutes finding something that you like. You know, as, as long as you can find 12, minimum of 12, because that's going to last you more or less a month up to like 48 or 60, four or five months worth of workouts, you're set. That's easy, free. Yep. What do I do? What about, um, what about something that's like low cost as far as program? Um, lower cost, if we're looking at like something that's $30 or under, you know, there's also trainers, programs that are like an app based where you could mm. pay like a small fee and they tell you exactly what to do every day. The mm. thing about those, why those could be more beneficial is because they can also give you modification versions of these movements that they're asking mm. you to do. And you have more options, which in return, it's going to yield more safety measures for you. You know, if you're following yeah. just somebody doing something that's not a personal trainer and not offering those on a video and you're just trying to do exactly what they're doing, that could be dangerous. They're, maybe they're not your level or maybe you don't understand how to modify. So, yeah, you know, digging into some um, app-based programming that even allows you to ask questions for clarity or modifications, uh, though that's going to be a little bit more beneficial. It's going to cost you a little bit more. It could be anywhere yep. from like 10 bucks to $50 based on what yeah. I've used and I've used several in my life. So that's a really great option, but it's going to keep you on track. And the even more beneficial thing about it is usually it's um, on a like eight to 12 week track. So they're progressing yeah. in what they're doing over those weeks versus randomly telling you to do something. And that's really the difference in having somebody specifically programming, which is why something like CrossFit or personal trainer is going to be potentially more beneficial because you have someone guiding you from the beginning steps into a more advanced version and you're tracking that and you should see like an incline going up on the, the points of when we're progressing and then giving you a little taper for a recovery week and then going back up versus just following somebody online doing whatever. Yeah. And I I think some of, maybe some of those, I know a Nike Maybe has yeah. a free and a paid version of that. They'll they'll take yeah. you through workouts that are going to go through a progression. Like you said, like when you're paying somebody on an app, they're likely going to go through progressions. The great thing about that is, hey, you're getting a progressive overload. The hard part about that is you're not getting any feedback from that person, right? They're, you're just paying them for the program. You're doing the program with the linear progression or a like cyclical progression but it's better than just doing random workouts without a progression. Sure. That third like high value option is some sort of like individual programming or programming that has feedback involved, right? Like, right. hey, I do something, then I get feedback. Hey, I do something and then I get feedback. So some options for that are like CrossFit gyms, are like personal training programs or individual design programs where maybe you're getting programming from a coach saying, hey, you should do this, 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 and this. And then you enter your results and your coach gives you feedback on that. Sure. Right? That, is, that is the highest value that we can give as far as like, hey, I don't know what to do. Okay, if I can give instruction, see what's happening and then give feedback, that's the, like, that's the epitome right. of like what we want to do as far as um, of like how do we improve that. So I, I think that that 
direction um, kind of peaks. It's the most expensive, right? But if I can get sure. feedback on the things that I'm doing, I'm going to learn at such a quick rate that it's going to it's going to make things feel a lot easier. Well, I mean, just to compare even like your middle value and high value, um, even the apps that allow for like, maybe you're allowed to create a video and then send it to your coach and then your online coach or whatever is able to look at it. That's, there's still a turnaround time. So you're not getting instant feedback. So yeah. you know, you're still not getting as much out of an in-person session where somebody can right there say, mm -hmm. no, this is what we need to do. Explain it to you, whether it's tactile or verbal or uh, give you a, a visual and give you a demonstration. You're going to get more out of being in that situation. But you know, you're right. It does. It can cost more. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. All right. The next one that we're going to talk about, you want to read that one out? Sure. Um, time. I don't have time. I'm busy. I've got kids. I've got so much stuff going on. I got a hard job. You know, my husband takes up a lot of my time. My wife takes up a lot of my time. You know, uh, my, my weekends are packed with things like I don't have time. How do we, how do we, uh, what are some options for people? We hear this time. one a lot. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to come to the gym. Uh, you know, we, we go through times in our year where maybe work gets a little crazy, especially if you're on like a kind of like a quarterly system where you're trying to get like all your, your quarterly goals met. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're using time as an excuse to not start or to be consistent, then, you know, we need to talk about how we can give and take a little bit. So one of the things that we can do right off the bat, maybe you're working Monday through Friday and you're just not in a headspace, a mental space where you can get up early or you can go to work out after you get off work. Use the weekends to start moving. You know, we can do like a 30 minute walk on the weekends. Again, we talked about how we can include the family in this. This could be a family thing. You know, Looking at the example that you're setting for the rest of your family by saying, you know, we're going to take 30 minutes to do something active by going on a walk, going on a hike together, going to the beach and renting bikes. There's things that we can do that can be considered quality family time and also to get you in shape. It's minimum time required. And chances are you're going to run over that 30 minute time period that you've allotted yourself because you're having so much fun with your family. And in return, yeah. you're teaching your kids, the rest of your family is like moving can be fun. This is something that we love to do. And you're creating these great memories at the same time. Um, then yeah. we're talking about being a little bit more um, diving in and making a commitment. Those early morning times before yeah. 7 a.m. That's so hard for so many people. Oh, I can't do this. I just can't make myself get up. Well, there are. There's so many benefits to getting up early and getting a workout in and what it does for you for the rest of your day, setting you up for success. Um, I feel like if you can commit to getting up two weeks for a two-week period, a couple of times a week, it becomes second nature. It becomes easier. And yeah. with that, I'll say, if you happen to live in an area of the country that's much colder in the morning, I get it. It can be, it can be really tough in the winter to get up out of bed when you're, you're, you're all snuggly and cozy in. But the benefits of getting up and getting it done, you know, you can use that, 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 that time before work. And then I guarantee that when you're at work, you're going to feel like you've already accomplished so much and it's going to set you up for a better work day. Yeah, absolutely. I think accomplish then, was, was a huge word yeah. there. I think that morning time feeds so much into the brain for accomplishment. Even if you just got up and literally it was like a walk. Even if it wasn't some crazy thing, like you doing something between that hours of four and seven a.m. while everyone else was sleeping, just fires up part of the brain that that senses accomplishment, which is more or less dopamine, right? <laughs> right. So, um, and then like go on the, the last one is finding a group of friends or a friend that you can do your workouts with. Yeah, you know, like you touched on this if one you, too. We've talked about this in previous episodes where being with a group of people, it really does push you through those harder times. So, you know, we talked about in the past how being in a group setting, like a group class, like CrossFit, how 
your, the accountability of being with your friends. And if you don't show up and you're usually at that nine o'clock class, you're going to hear from people from that class, either on like social media or someone's going to reach out to you via text because you become part of their group. And it becomes yeah. something, becomes something that kind of pushes you. I don't want to, really don't want to go work out, but man, I want to see all my friends. And then you go. Yeah. And that's like one of the most beautiful things about CrossFit is like being with all your buddies and you do create these relationships that sometimes you're really just there for that relationship building, but you get the workout in, you know, secondary. Other people will go with the mindset, I'm going for my workout and, you know, the bonus is that I get to see my friends. Whatever yeah. gets you there, gets you there. But I would say if you are in a situation where you are trying to find someone to work out with, I guarantee there's someone on your street, somebody else that you could probably ask like, hey, I'm trying to start working out. Do you want to get up with me 30 minutes earlier than we normally do and go for a walk in the morning or like do some 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 workout movements at home with what we got? I, I really feel like you would be surprised how many people would take you up on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that, that solves a little bit of time. Like, Hey, I want to, I want to work out, but I don't want to sacrifice hanging out with my friends. Like that's important to me. I want to, I still want to be able to hang out with my friends or I don't want to sacrifice family time. Okay. Right. Let's combine those two then. So you're yeah. not making new time. You're just using some of that time that you're already spending with loved ones, friends or family. And you're using it for your fitness or your health. Um, right. And they're going to be happier for that. And you're going to be happier for that. And th that doesn't mean that like all the time, like every time that I hang out with my significant other, we got to be doing some sort of fitness or some sure. sort of exercise. But if it's like, hey, it's been like four weeks because it's been really busy at work. And usually we have a date night. It would mean a lot to me if our date night could be a night at the gym together. Or can we go on a walk tonight and talk? instead of doing right. pizza in a movie like yeah friends are going to love that spouse are going to love that like it it means a lot when somebody can help you push yourself to be the best version of yourself right and um, speaking of pizza and food the next question is um <laughs> yeah you didn't know where i was going with that did you i didn't um, i don't know what to eat so when people <laughs> yeah. say hey I, I don't know what i'm supposed to be eating and this is causing me problems it's calling me causing me setbacks um what are some options that we can we can give out yeah um it, sort of like the the question with i don't know what to do there's so many there's so much free stuff um online some of the the hard parts about stuff with nutrition is there's so many different opinions on nutrition, you know, and that I feel a little bit differently about exercise. Like any kind of exercise is going to be good exercise. I don't necessarily agree that every kind of diet is a good diet. So of I'm course. not saying go look, go look for like the free content on the fad diet online. Um, but what you could do is find some content that's going to be valuable for you. And like, I'll break it down into Michael Pollan makes a, a really good, you know, easy way to think about food is eat real food, not processed food, not too much, and mostly plants. So with that mindset, okay, let's look for some grocery lists and food prep. Um, so like I want to go find like Google search um, a food prep. Um, like what, what, what groceries do I need and what food can it make? Um, finding a free content for, um, learning about macronutrients and micronutrients, finding free content for, um, you know, how much protein should I be eating for how much exercise I'm doing or, um, a lot of content you're going to be able to find for free. And I'm more than happy to give you all the ones that we have. We've got tons of, um, PDFs kind of about sugar. We've got PDFs about cooking uh, pan protein meals, about grocery lists, um, about macronutrients. So if you send us a DM, I'm more than happy to, to send something to you. Um, free stuff. You know, you just got to make sure that you know where it's coming from um, versus something that's maybe a, a cheaper version. If you pay for a PDF or pay for an ebook, uh, make sure it's coming from a reputable source. Um, but on top of free stuff on the internet, um, as far as like content goes, what are, what are some other things that people can do? 
Yeah, so we can do like a trap tracking app. And there's a couple of versions like MyFitnessPal or RP Strength that has a free version. So you can track and the benefits of tracking is like a lot of times we think what we're eating is healthy or that we don't eat that much sugar or that much fat. And when mm. you actually write it down, you go, oh, shit, I eat so much sugar or I eat way more of this. Or I only thought I was drinking one soda every couple of days, but I drink three Cokes a day. Mm. You know, we get into these patterns of what becomes normal for us. And until we actually see it written down, and that's why trainers will always say, write down what you're eating. You know, I, I need to yeah. know. And it's, it's, it is a slap in the face many times for you to then look, even us as professional, you know, coaches will sometimes don't realize that we've kind of fallen into this habit of eating things that we shouldn't. So tracking is great. So checking out those apps using the free service first, there's more benefits to the paid versions because you can share your information with a coach. Like on MyFitnessPal, the free version doesn't allow you to share, I think, with your coach, but then you can open it up so people can see and track what you're doing and look and see. Um, but you have to kind of know like where you want your macros to be. You need to know what a macronutrient is, but the protein, the fats, um, and the carbs are. And from there, you can kind of look and see and I mean, it's basically like what you were saying earlier. If you were looking on a package of food and you can't read all the ingredients or you don't know what they are, you can't say them, they're not good for you. You shouldn't be eating them. Yeah. Um, I, there's, I, I need to look up and see who, who says it, but there's a saying, you don't know what you don't know. You ever heard of that saying before? Mm -mm. I don't, you know, don't know what you don't know. I mean, that's the realization is like, man. I don't actually know what I don't know until I, until I start like investigating. And then I'm like, wow, right. I actually don't know a lot of stuff. Right. Um, and so I think that's a really, really um, helpful point. Like, I don't know what to eat. Well, if you started knowing what you do eat, yep, that was probably going to help you got, like guide you to right. what you should eat because you don't In know what you don't run. know. In the long run, you know, starting eating a more healthier, food choice is really about eliminating some things that you shouldn't be eating. Start there. It doesn't have to be like from zero to 100. Start taking yeah. out some of those things that we know for sure are not good for you. Maybe, you know, stop eating donuts every day. You know, when you get to the <laughs> office, there's donuts there. Maybe just do it once a week, you know, and slowly like taper off. We're not saying you can't have that because we eat that, but there comes a point where you need to recognize what is too much and, you know, kind of start from there and then it will open up uh, a more educated um, mindset. Cool. Awesome. I, I think the most high value version of that, if I don't know what to eat and I don't really care to find out is get a meal delivery service. <laughs> have someone, <laughs> right? have someone do it for you and just eat what they tell you. Yep. Um, yeah. That's being, we know what you should don't know what to eat and have a lot of money at your disposal. Hire a chef. <laughs> 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 that's a great option. Yeah. Great. Um, Cool. The last last little piece here. I know we're we're a little bit long on uh, today's episode. It's kind of talking about, um, you know, some. We talked about onion, like peeling back layers of barriers for us, and a lot of these barriers kind of start with like our circumstances, right? I don't know if I've got enough money. I don't know if enough time, and I don't know what to do. So my circumstances are kind of like keeping me from doing something. Sure. Then potentially it's moving into you know, other people, I, I'm not giving myself the authority to make choices for myself of like, Hey, I need to spend time for, with my spouse, or I need to spend time with my friends. Um, you know, I need to ask this person before doing this, or, um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily giving myself the permission. I have to go find somebody else's permission before doing it. And then we have like this what it really comes down to is ourself. Like, and the biggest piece is knowing why we do something. And if we know why we do something, we can make choices around our why. Or like, hey, I want to do this thing or I want to be this kind of person. And so I have to think, what does this person do? And now I'm going to sure. go do those things. And 
doing those things is irrelevant of my circumstances and it's irrelevant of the other people around me. I'm still going to do those things because that's who I am. And the things that I can control are the things that I can control. I can't control my circumstances. I can't control what other people say, but I can control myself. Um, I want to read a, a really good Instagram post about um, permission versus support as well. But before okay. I do, I did I did find that post about um, the walking. So walking okay. 20 minutes daily decreases risk for heart disease, um, which is the number one killer in the U.S. and in Europe. One person dies every 36 seconds from heart disease. Uh, the amygdala uh, acts as a threat detection center in your brain. It's a part in your brain. Walking de decreases the activity in the amygdala, amygdala, which means reduces stress and anxiety. Um, falls are the number one cause of injury-related death among the elderly. And walking preserves muscle mass and bone density and reduces fall risk. Wow, huge. Uh, walking 60 minutes three times a week reduces risk of developing dementia and can improve cognitive ability in elderly. That's something that we talked about in a previous episode. Yep. Um, so the hype is real with, um, with walking. This came from uh, Active Life. Active Life um, definitely helps people reclaim their active lifestyles post, you know, maybe injuries or getting out of exercise for a long period of time. So quickly. Um, I wrote on this on my Instagram. I'd love to have you guys follow me on Instagram. I try to get out good content a couple of times a week. Um, and here's what I said. I want to address a subtle yet powerful trap. Many of us fall into on our journey of self-improvement. The difference between asking for permission from somebody and asking for support from somebody. Um, understanding this distinction can redefine our path. Um, and I want everybody to like, step into 2024 as their most powerful selves. So permission trap. Without realizing it, we often, often seek permission from our action for our actions and decisions. This might seem like a safety net. Like what if things don't work out? It's not entirely our fault, right? No, not exactly. When we ask for permission, we're handling, handing over our power and control. We're operating from a place of fear, and particularly fear of failure, failure. More or less like I'm giving somebody else the blame for when I think I will not follow through on something. Permission versus control. Uh, asking permission implicitly means we're waiting for someone else's approval to validate our actions. This not only diminishes our self-agency, but also places the outcome and the responsibility for it in somebody else's hands, right? So that's taking away power from yourself. And I'm asking somebody else to make those decisions for me. Um, so let's flip this a little bit and talk about the power of seeking support. When we ask for support, we're acknowledging our own responsibility in the process. We're saying, hey, I'm choosing this path and I'm accountable for it, but I'm welcoming your assistance while I'm doing it. Like, I want your help. I'm going to do this. I res accept responsibility, but I would love your help. Um, and then we like step the next step into embracing that self-responsibility and Seeking support rather than permission pivots self-responsibility. It's about us owning our own decisions, our actions, and ultimately our failures. It's acknowledging that while the journey might be challenging, we're the one that's driving the car, right? Um, this change in mindset is crucial. It's about moving from a place of dependency to a place of empowerment. Yeah, of course, it's scarier. Of course, it means embracing vulnerability, um, but it's also where real, real meaningful change happens. So we talk about ourself, like the change happens with ourself. Um, I, I wanted to share that with you. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, I'd love to share more of that kind of stuff on Instagram as well. What's your um, handle? At Colby Christo. And maybe we'll put it in the show notes for you. Um, so, yeah, I know you got one more thing you want to share as well when it comes to barriers yes. for people. Well. I think that being able to, as mentioned before, track what you're doing um, kind of can create not only a yeah. history of what you're doing so you can guide yourself accordingly. You need that information, folks. So if you're not tracking what you're doing, then you're missing out on a huge benefit of moving forward and taking the guessing work out of what you should be doing as far as weights that you've done in the past. Um, but also it, it's a motivational piece. So for me personally, yeah. I love having a fitness journal. You can use an empty notebook just to write down 
but for a lot of folks, they need prompting, especially if it's someone who's newer moving into this realm and they don't know exactly what to write down. So there's a couple of fitness journals that I found. Uh, I actually found a new one for 2024 yesterday when I was at Rite Aid, just going into like the book section. It it says something motivational on the front, but if you open it up, what's cool about it is it it just asks you for very specific things every day. And there's many different versions of these. You can find these at like a Staples or an Office Depot as well. And yeah. they have like questions anywhere from like the date to what exercises are you doing that day to um, giving you motivational cues, asking you like your performance rating. How do you feel like what percentage you were at today? A section for you to write down your food choices, things that you are wanting to get out of today's workout, things that you want to accomplish throughout the day in general. And it's basically just a guidebook on getting all that information in your mind to think about for the rest of the day. Because when I'm done with my workouts, I may be done physically, but mentally I'm still like thinking about things that I did. And I also think about how that can improve my life in general. And then yeah. I take all those good feelings, those endorphins, and I take them with me the rest of the day if I'm working out in the morning. But above anything else, it allows you to go back and look. And on those days where I feel like shit, like I'm not doing a good job and I'm not accomplishing anything, I can go back and look at what I've written and what I've done in the past. And there's proof right there like, oh, I actually did go up five pounds. Or actually that day I was only able to do this much. I did the same amount or I did more. And there's in many of those little journals, there's even places for you to just put how you felt that day. Today I felt yeah. good about my workout because and for you to be able to go back and look at that kind of stuff, even on the days that you're writing um, less positive things like today, I don't feel like I did very good because of this. You'll be able to go back and learn from those experiences. And it does help to go back and just randomly, I'll go back and read a couple of my previous posts just because I feel like it really does help put things in perspective of where I was. <laughs> and we're never like as humans, we're never happy with what we're doing or what we have. We always want more, right? So this yeah. allows us to go back. It's like, I do have more. I have gotten better or I am on track yeah. or just being able to reference what I've done in the past makes a huge difference. So I'm an advocate. So one of the, I think most special gifts you can give somebody that you know is wanting to get in to a better fitness routine is get them one of these books for like mm. a special day. Like, it doesn't have to be a birthday or Christmas. It can be like, hey, I know that you are wanting to dive into this more and you're serious about it. Take this and use this and it will really help motivate them. And they're like Love 14, it. 15 bucks up to 25 bucks that I've seen. Sick. Yeah, I think yeah. wins, man. You, you kind of like hit it on the head. Like we want wins, we want wins, we want wins. Um, and that's a really, really awesome opportunity for lots of wins. Yes. Cool. We like to win. Hey, let's, we're going to um, finish with a game. Um, so we are trying to find more fun ways that we can end the podcast. So today we're going to do like a 60 second challenge. I'm going to ask Colby a series of questions. They're basically related to fitness or sports terms. So when I say my, my reference He's going to try to answer, to answer and get okay. get all of them or as many of the, the five questions in a minute that he can. Okay. And let's see. Yes. This will kind of like show you our base of um, multi-sports or fitness, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go first and Perfect. ask you questions, Colby. You want me to start a timer? Yeah. Three. I have a timer. I have a timer. All right. All right. All right. All right. Ready? And pick and roll. Pick and uh, roll. Football. Boom. Football. No. Next oh. is... Um, red card. Soccer. Yes. Uh, double fault. Uh, tennis. I think we talked yes. about that one. All right. You're out of bounds. Uh, can that be a lot of things? I'm thinking it could maybe be. basketball. Name, name one. Basketball? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, All right. Line drive. Uh, baseball? Yeah, you go. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, 20 right. seconds to spare. Um, nice. All right, you did get one wrong, so we're gonna ask you one more time. Pick and roll. Pick and ro basketball. There you go. He got it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Pick and roll. Pick nice. and roll. Okay. All right. Very good. Are you, you ready? Got all of them. Yeah. Mine are gonna be way harder. 
All right. Um, all right. Timer. Three, two, one. Tea time. Tea time? That's golf. Okay. Um, PK. PK? Yeah. Mm, pass. What? I don't know what that is. <laughs> pass okay. to the next uh, question. Um, man down or man down play. Uh, that's going to be something to do with water. Uh, um, water polo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm okay. I'm surprised. Uh, play on. Um, that's going to be, um, repelling or rock climbing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eagle. Uh, that is golf. Wait, that might not even be a right term. I don't know. Is that a thing? Maybe it's yeah. not. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Kook. Um, sailing. <laughs> no, not <laughs> wrong. And that's one minute. Okay. Okay. I'll give you one opportunity. One more opportunity for kook. Uh, curling. No. What is it? Surfing. Surfing. Ah, oh, I, I knew yes. you were going to ask me a surfing question. A what surfing was the other term? one I got wrong? Um. Oh, the PK. Penalty kick. Oh, that's soccer. Yes. Football. Yes. I never heard it referred to as a PK. Hey, we did pretty good. We know some stuff. You were surprised that I knew some things. I was, yeah. I'm impressed you knew man down. That was impressive. Hey, I knew that you were going to be more water-based based on your surfing and um, sailing background. So I was kind of thinking hard. Yeah. All right, all right. Awesome. Well, this is our podcast for the week we hope you enjoyed the information that we talked about again if there's ever a specific piece of topic that you want us to cover we're happy to hear your thoughts we always want to hear feedback so please continue to um subscribe if you haven't already we'll we'll put some of the the content that we talked about in our show notes Um, if you want some of the free content that we were giving as well from oxnard movement um we'll leave an email in the description get a hold of us and we'll we'll be happy to give you some of that information um, otherwise everything will be in the show notes rate us share us like us subscribe all the things do it yes all right we will see you next week have a great week peace here we go here we go here we go Emmanuel, that was so good <laughs> go again three two one Nice!